and we are not Welcome playing Divinity. Weekly episode of right. Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your host Stephen and co-host Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, everybody, to a very special episode of the Freelancer Codex podcast, where we learn a couple lessons about ourselves. We dive in deep for our souls and figure out what we're going to be doing, and we have some hard discussions with each other. This is going to be one of those episodes, like in Full House, where DJ learns that you know you don't steal the you don't steal the. Uh, the spider monkey? You don't steal the spider monkey? Is that what you said? <laughs> you don't steal the spider monkey. <laughs> spider monkey. All right. So this is episode 115 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. And this is Woo! something that I have been struggling a lot for this last year. You struggle with everything. Like everything is a struggle for I actually, you. I actually don't struggle that We much. have to hear about it. Let's hear what the next thing is on the planet that is bugging you. Um, so Michael's bugging me. That would be the next thing on the planet that's actually bugging me. No, but seriously. So after the announcement, I and we'll talk. We'll talk about the announcement and everything that the but Casey Hudson finally came out and said, "Hey guys, we're we're announcing this. This is what's going to happen." And since that announcement, it seems to all the. All the goodwill, all the—I don't—I don't even know if it's goodwill. It's—it's it's really hard for me to like figure out how I'm feeling about this still because I have a lot of emotions since that thing has come out. So I guess before before we get into that, because I really want to talk about it and get your guys' take on it, because I'm I'm really struggling with it. Um, we, we can are, tell. We we're actually pretty close to well, to, let's see. In two days, it'll be February fifteenth, and that'll be the one year anniversary since. Um, Anthem released on Early Access Premiere. Um, as far as I'm concerned, that was the release of the game. Um, that's everything that we did in that game carried over to the launch of the game. So for us PC players that bought into the Early Access, that was the launch of the game. So it's going to be a one-year anniversary coming up for us pretty soon. And it's about 113 days till EA Play, which is when we're speculating that we're going to hear anything about Anthem 2.0. Okay. And... 2.0! <sighs> Okay, so we actually are still sponsored. We have a sponsor. I don't know why people are still sponsoring us, but they do. So, Mike, will you read our? Will you tell us who our sponsor is here? Will you give us a, a sponsor read? Because people like us. <clears throat> Lathlete is a new clothing brand for athletes with a sense of humor. Whether you're a lifelong gym rat or just starting out as a New Year's resolution to get healthy, Lathlete wants you to sport your sense of humor whenever and wherever you exercise. Head on over to LaughLeet.com and check out dozens of hilarious designs like their Ben Swallow t-shirt and their Kerm Ripped the Frog tank top. All of their shirts and tanks have been custom fitted and are made from the softest, high quality cotton cotton poly fabric. Poly cotton. Cauliflower. I'm going to start that one again. You should start over. Never pay for another scratchy unisex shirt that you need sex Unisex shirt that fits <laughs> like it was made for Freshness a box. On the <laughs> um, I'm reading. Their shirts and tanks start out at just $19, and they're shipped directly to your door. 
Lathlete is offering our listeners 20% off their first purchase on anything from Lathlete.com. Just use promo code FREELANCER at checkout to get 20% off your purchase. Again, that's Lathlete.com. L-A-U-G-H-L-E-T-E.com. Lathlete. Sport your sense of humor. Mm. Very cool. And I hope everyone goes over and checks that out because I actually have one of these things and it's super soft. You can like put it on your face. Um, do you have do, the Ben Swallow one? I have the Kerm Ripped the Frog one because the Ben Swallow one makes me uncomfortable when you see um, Adam Driver without a shirt on because he's got like a weird shaped torso and it makes me feel emotions I didn't know I had. Um, <laughs> more information than anybody needed. This show is going I disagree, in a different Devin, direction. I disagree. Um, and, and think, and Mike, it is really going in a different direction because of the announcement that came out. So I want to dive into this first. Uh, you're well, just going to jump right in here, right? You're not going to, you're not going to, okay. Murder, death, kill. That's what goes on. Dive right in. All right. So on the 10th of February, we got a blog update and this is the first blog update that we had since Chad Robertson spoke to us back in September about getting away from the roadmap that they had. And so this is the first big, this is the first communication at all that we've really had from the team since September, okay? So this is from Casey Hudson. Casey Hudson is the general manager of Bioware currently. So he's the top of the food chain. Um, The buck stops here. One year ago, we were preparing to launch Anthem, a game that represented a big leap into new territory for us as a studio. It was an exhilarating and terrifying experience to go out to the world with something new and different. We are grateful to all the players who have come along with us on the journey. It has been a thrill to us to see the creativity of our players in designing customized javelins and watching them master anthems flying and fighting gameplay. So even Casey Hudson is out there trying to master flight, right? Trying to find the water that, you know, might take 20 minutes to find water, but Casey's out there mastering (laughs) flight. Um, We mastered flight before mastering flight was cool. Um, We'll just throw that out there. So I'm so proud of the work the team has put into the game. And at the same time, there's so much more that we and you would have wanted from it. Over the last year, the team has worked hard to improve stability, performance, and general quality of life while delivering three seasons of new content and features. We have also heard your feedback that Anthem needs a more satisfying loot experience and better long-term progression and more fulfilling endgame. So we recognize that there's still more fundamental work to be done to bring out the full potential of the experience and it will require a more substantial reinvention than any update or expansion. Over the coming months, we will be focusing on a long-term redesign of the experience, specifically working on working to reinvent the core gameplay loop with clear goals, motivating challenges, and progression with meaningful rewards, while preserving the fun of flying and fighting in a vast science fantasy setting. And to do that properly, we will be doing something we'd like to have done more of the first time around, giving a focused team the time to test and iterate, focusing on gameplay first. In the meantime, we will continue to run the current version of Anthem, but move away from full seasons as the team works towards the future of Anthem. We'll keep the game going with events, store refreshes, and revisiting past seasonal and cataclysm content, starting with our anniversary towards the end of the month. 
Creating new worlds is central to our studio mission, but it is not easy. Sometimes we get it right, sometimes we miss. What keeps us going is the support from players like you. Your feedback gives us guidance on how we can improve, and your passion inspires us with the courage to create. I look forward to working together with your involvement and feedback towards the best possible future of Anthem. Casey Hudson. There's a lot to unpack here. This I So don't, much to unpack. So much think, stuff to talk about. I don't think this thing comes as a surprise to us. We've been talking about them going into 2.0 development for a long time now. You could easily read it in between the lines with Chad's updates. You could see that, you know, as, as much as they have gone in and fixed bugs, given us some quality of life things, being able to fast travel there they never worked on the progression they never gave us any update to the end game they never gave us updates to the loot which i think is probably the most important part of a looter shooter um and casey pointing that out and saying hey we know that this is the problem and we're working on this like i'm i'm glad that they recognize that are but you thinking it, it's a case of too little, too late? Um, I And I struggle with this, so I'm going to voice a lot of what I'm thinking, and I, I hope you guys do as well. Um, so 23 days or 32 days after the launch of Anthem, Casey put out a blog update that said, We also continue to listen to your feedback with more improvements to endgame loot and progression, game flow, and stability and performance coming soon. So that's something that we heard 32 days after the launch of the game, and we never saw that. When we went into the show, don't I mean we saw we saw improvements to performance, we saw you know other quality of life stuff, but we never saw improvements to the end game loot or progression or game flow. That stuff stayed the same. That was 32 days after the launch of the game. Those are like some of the arguably some of the most important things that you can do in a looter shooter to keep players engaged. And none of that happened. Elysian Chess didn't do it. New Strongholds didn't do it. They, they added content, but it never solved those problems or it never even addressed a lot of those problems. So for them to say, hey, we're still trying to do this, like, I get that. But when you go into a show, don't tell mentality that we had heard about from Cataclysm, but you're neither showing us what you're doing in that space and you're neither telling us what you're doing in that space... Until it's just like, well, we're going to work on it. I mean, no one, we can speculate when 2.0 comes out that it's probably not going to be towards the end of this year or maybe even sometime next year. That kind of frustrates me as a player. Like, it's almost better that we didn't know that this was going to happen so that we could speculate that, hey, maybe something else in 1.0 will still happen while they're building 2.0. Maybe there will be more events. Maybe we will get more items, more components, more gear pieces. But knowing that none of that's going to happen, but in the meantime, we'll continue to run the current version of Anthem, but move away from Seasons as the team works towards the future of Anthem. We'll keep the game going with events. I'm guessing this is going to be like, you know, the four Titans we went out to hunt. It's going to be the Outlaw Outbreak, whatever it was called, you know, where you could go and track down these creature these um named bosses and go get a decal or get a um a graphic right but other than that i mean that 
I mean, they mentioned, hey, we're going to keep the game alive with store refreshes. That doesn't... Store refreshes does not keep your game alive. Like, how is that one of the big bullet points that you say, hey, guys, we're keeping it alive because we're going to refresh the store? Like, you don't, you don't tell your players, like, these are the four main bullet points, and one of them is a store refresh. That tells me that you, you don't have anything for 1.0. That 1.0, I don't know if it's better if you just shut the servers down like they did with Final Fantasy and say, hey, we'll be back next year, guys. Because at this point, it's like, then then why? What? Where? If not, yeah. when? I mean, that that's definitely a tough choice for them to make, right? Uh, for me, I think it is kind of better if they did... I don't know. I mean, it's frustrating when you, you're playing a game and you enjoy playing it. And then they just... I mean, they're supporting it, but bare bones support because they got to push everything to focus, right? Uh, Phaedrin in chat says, wouldn't you uh, rather know than hope for something that would never come? Um, I, I think it's good to know. I, it's good that they finally said, hey, we're we're focusing on this, and that's what I hope they would say for a long time. Uh, but I think I would rather them go the Final Fantasy route and just be like, but I, I don't know how that goes. I mean, it's been out for a year, and the life service game down. I mean, how do you recover from that? I mean, it's it's a little different than Final Fantasy, you know, a standalone type game where this is a live service game. I don't know. I mean, I mean it's but Final tough. Fantasy is an MMO, so I mean, that's like the perfect uh, example uh, yeah. of you know, <clears throat> because because right now, like, if if you are a hardcore player and you're like, man, they're gonna turn it around, they're gonna give us content, there's gonna be updates, there's gonna be new weapons, and they're gonna work towards something to 2.0. And then they say, hey, guys, same content. You want another Cataclysm? Boom, another Cataclysm. It's not even saying it's going to be an updated Cataclysm. Because at this point, we yeah, assume that it's not going to be an updated yeah. Cataclysm, right? It's not going to be updated Strongholds. We can assume that. Because if everyone's working on 2.0, why do you allocate manpower to update a Stronghold that's just going to be wiped yeah. out when 2.0 releases? Like, that's not great use of... Well, of you know, I, I don't think the IP is as strong as, you know... Final Fantasy, right? So the IP of Final Fantasy can certainly survive the game coming out not performing well, and then they say, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna shut this down and we're gonna make it make it better." Because there's years and years and years of people playing those games, loving those games, versus you know Anthem, where it came out the gate in a really bad place, mm-hmm. and it's been in that place basically for the the whole year. I mean, they've done things, you know, and it's been enjoyable to play. And they've worked really hard, but you know when they have to go back and redo the the very fundamentals, it is. I mean, it's very difficult. They're in a difficult place, and I, I think they're they're trying to make the best of, of what they can with this, you know. And obviously, put every every effort into Anthem 2.0. Um, I, I, for me, I think it's it's also good because I'm not super concerned about hey, am I going to miss this content? Right now, I mean, we're still going to check out whatever they bring out. We're still going to talk about that. You know, um, we are changing how we deliver that or when we deliver that, I should say. But um, I think it's good because it also kind of lifts that. I don't know. It's kind of like a lifted weight off of my shoulders where it's like, oh, you know, I got to play, play this content. Oh, okay. Now there's no, it's not really new content. There's new, new gear. But other than that, 
it's it's just reusing the same old stuff just for people to keep playing the game if they're enjoying it. And I think they're fine with I mean, obviously they'll see numbers decrease even more than what they are and they'll know and understand that because they're putting it into that place. And so I, I think it's there for people that want to enjoy it. It's there for people who pick it up for a couple dollars, you know, and want to check it out. And um, it's going to be there for, you know, really just to keep it there until 2.0 comes out. And, you know, like I said, last episode, I don't think it's coming out till next year. I mean, I hope that's my personal hope. So they spend the time that they need, that they really need. Um, to polish it up. To polish it up, to really, I mean, they really have to hit it out the gate or it's just going to be a dead IP. If It can't survive another bad launch, basically. Yeah. I mean, but JD, I mean, what's your opinion? Would you rather them shut this down? Because then what do you do until until then? You run I, the same I would words? rather they shut it down. I mean, I like I'm being like being completely honest. The whole thing is that, like, I unless they clarify what they mean by revisiting past seasonal con. JD seven issues. Okay, that, um, oh, some, he's back. Oh, if they mean that they're going to be adding some, you know, additional stuff to older content and kind of refreshing it, that would be great. But it just sounds like they're just going to be recycling it and. At that point, I really don't see any point in keeping the servers on and running uh, for Anthem, aside from just making the occasional, you know, few dollars from certain players on the uh, on the featured store. I mean, because regardless, like they they do make money off of the featured store. It... So. So, Moose in the chat says, do you guys think that they'll wait for new consoles? Sorry, JD. If that's all they're going to So, Moose in the chat asks, do you think they'll wait for new consoles to release 2.0? Yeah, I'm guessing that with the new SSDs and the new power of the consoles, they're probably going to try to capitalize on that for performance and for load screens. We all know that load screens on consoles were something that's super terrible. Um, so this will be something that'll help them out. So, I mean, it would, it would be ridiculous if they didn't, especially if it's going to launch at the end of this year, if they say, Hey, this is not going to be on the PlayStation five or Xbox series X. So I, I would put my money that yes, it's going to be in development for the new, for the next gen. Um, right now, I think that's pretty easy to do, especially to put it both on the PlayStation on the Xbox the current generation of Xbox, and it'll go over to the new generation of Xbox. And, hey, if you have the new one, you'll get faster load times. And if you don't, then, hey, you'll just have to deal with those load times. So, um, What if, like, is- I, like I talked about the last time, where if it they don't come out, say, till next holiday, right? Holiday 2021. And they're like, oh, this version 2.0 is only on the next gen. <laughs> I mean, if it's if it's twenty twenty one, then yeah, I could see that. But I mean, that's a really long time away. So Phaedron says, "Why would you shut it down? You don't have to play it if you don't want to. But for those of us that do, we can still jump in. Do you think it hurts the game by leaving it up?" I think so. This is an interesting question, and that, and that's just me personally, Phaedron. Like, I would much rather say, you know what. And and because we have just a little bit more investment because it's like, hey, you know, we've been championing this game and we've been wanting people to play it and we've been talking about it for so long to leave it up and for us, for me personally, to feel like, okay, if the thing is still up and running, like, what do I do? How What do I talk about from here on out? Do I talk, hey, guys, Season of Skulls is back. Um, it's the same lore. 
Um, there's no new updates. There's nothing new. We'll see you next time. So, and, and really, that's like one of my big issues, Phaedron. Like, if I didn't make content for it, and if we didn't have a podcast to talk about it, like, I wouldn't care. I'd be moving on to play other games, and it wouldn't be an issue for me. So this is why it's like a big issue for me now, because you feel like you're obligated. You feel like you have this sense of ownership towards something to where you do want it to do well. And when it's struggling, like it sucks. It's like, you know, seeing your kids struggle in school, like you want to help them. But sometimes your 10 year old says, hey, I hate you, dad, go away. So, <laughs> so, so that's difficult. And you'll know that when your kid's 10, Phaedron. Um, and that'll be sooner than... <laughs> So, so from my from our perspective, it does add an extra layer because otherwise it's like, yeah, I don't care. Like, see you later. I'm gonna go be playing all these other games that are releasing because there's there's a billion, there's so many good games out there to go out and play, right? Um, and and we, you can do that. You can leave Anthem behind if it's like in a spot where it's like, hey, I don't really want to do this. But also, like, you know, you build a community around it, and you don't just want to say, all right, see you guys later. We had a good run. Because, you know, you, we, we made a lot of friends and we, we built a community that we have a really, you know, fun time hanging out and chatting with people. And we built that around Anthem. So I think it just kind of adds an extra layer of, of hurt when it's like, frustration. Right. And now we got a year of the same stuff. I mean, we ran Cataclysm twice and that was hard enough the second time and to be like, all right, and this is what you get. And if you are coming into the game new... Like, you probably have a good amount of time to get the fun out of the game and to get your value out of the game. And you know what? It's, you know, you can go find it for a couple bucks. Let's play this. Let's go have fun and let's do that. But then if you get invested in it and you try to look towards, the, you know, how does this live service game, because it is a live service game, like, where's the service? It's not there. So, I mean, is there a term for a live service game that is no longer being serviced? It's just a game. Well, it's uh, being serviced through the featured store, right? That's dead. I mean, dead service. Everything that we see is all through our own eyes, right? They can have their own vision of what in-game content is. Maybe for them, Cataclysm and that stuff was addressing some of those issues. Maybe it doesn't fit what we as players uh, feel is in-game content or trying to work towards some of those things. And obviously, it, it definitely did not, you know, work towards the loot or fix that because that's just been a constant issue. And um, for me, it's been more of a regressive than progressive issue because they'll see things like, oh, there's more, better drops, a lot more, you know, all these things, and then they just revert it back or they they go into stuff, things that help you progress through challenges and different things, and, and then they nerf them or get rid of them. And it, it's frustrating because they keep, instead of leaving things in to help players to keep them coming back, they just take them out. Take them out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we don't know how much it breaks their internal system for the game and how much, you know, it doesn't. That's that's all them, and it's like either they're just trying to say F you to the players or they're just – I mean, I don't think they're actually saying that, right? But Well, we, we hope not, tough. though. I mean, but we're not but we're not in the studio. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes and what kinds of things that they're – pressure that they're under, but – I don't. I don't know if there is a right answer to leave the game up, take the game down. I think. I think by telling us what they're doing, they're wanting us to kind of stay the course while they write the ship, and they're, you know, he, we're going to leave this up. We know that you have fun playing it. It has its flaws, um, but here you can play this, and and we're 
And, you know, they're reassuring us that they're working on this core stuff. But but um, recent, not, I guess not even not even recent. I mean, Steve, what was it 32 days afterwards? They were saying, we know that loot is bad. We know that progression is bad. We know the end game is bad. And and like you said, I think it really hits home to players that, you know, they said that they were working on that stuff and it didn't ever seem to get there after a year. So, so, so maybe, what, so maybe this is a consolation type prize, you know? No, it's not. Maybe, a prize. maybe mean, they that's... feel like maybe. <laughs> well, but maybe they feel like they're doing a service to us by leaving it up. No, and, and you know what? And maybe they're split. Maybe they're split in the studio. Maybe some developers are saying, "No, take that down. Let us work on it." And and some had to. Maybe some fought for, you know, leaving it up. I'm I'm not sure. I guess, I guess the real point is is that. Is that from now until 2.0, what are you going to do in Anthem? Are you going to do anything in Anthem or or what? I think it's difficult, but I, I think Moose, Moose Nukum in the chat, he has a good point. It's, it's like for us, for people who have already played it all, it's not a good option, right? It's not a good place to just keep replaying it. Yes, there's some things that are fun and enjoyable to do, but there's no nothing in there to really drive us to keep playing. Mm-hmm. But for new players, having this seasonal content return is a, is a good opportunity, and he points it out in, in the chat, and, and or they pointed out, and uh, I think that's I mean that's really the only reason I can see them keeping it up is because for anybody that happens to, to try the game out, you know, because it's three dollars or whatever, and they're like, oh, let's let's check this out, and then it's like, oh, there's this content that's coming back, even though for us that have played it already, and that's the kind of position we're coming from because we have played it all already. Um, it's new for people who are just coming in. So I, on that side, I can perfectly see why they would keep it going and why they can, they can bring it back. And that's really the only positive spin I could see for that, that direction. But, yeah. but that's because we've spent, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours in the game. You know, I mean, we can't, I, I can't complain about, me spending sixty bucks, and I've put you know almost five hundred hours into the game. I mean, that's that's pennies on the hour, you know. Right. <laughs> right. So. Right. But I, think, I, I mean, we, it's, I mean, it's, it's tough because right. we complain about how much we we want to do, but we've also burned through all the content repeatedly. But but I mean that's so. that's not like a that's not like a player problem, right? I mean we could you could blame the player for playing your game and then running out of things to do. We could no, do I, don't, that, I don't think that they're blaming the player. No, and and every life service game like Destiny, Division, all these games, MMOs, it's the most you know the people, the hardcore people, run out of things to do, and they want more to do all the time because they love your game. It's not because. I finished this game, now I hate it. Now where's all the stuff that I want? It's not coming from a place where, you know, it's like we want your game to succeed. These are the things we want to see happen. These are the things we want to see change. You know, if we're if we're the player base, like being out there playing it, I mean, and this is, you know, coming from us with our hours, I mean, there's people that have like 15,000 hours in the game, which is insane to me. I mean, they play the game a ton. Maybe not 15,000, maybe it's like 1,400 or something. But, you know, these yeah. are the... These are the players that, you know, when when you tell them there's nothing else, you know, what do you do? And like Moose says, Moose is saying, hey, I'm trying crazy builds right now and soloing strongholds to hold me over. Just trying to squeeze as much out of it as I can. And if you can find the fun, I think that's awesome. 
Like, go out there, like, find the fun. Find something fun to do in the game, and, you know, and that's fine. Like, we're not telling... I don't want to say, hey, you should not be having fun because they're recycling content. Like I've said on the show many times, I'm never going to tell anybody how to feel. This is how I feel personally, and it's really conflicting, right? Because on one hand, it's like, all right, 2.0 got announced. We've been speculating about this for a long time. We know it's going to happen. But then again, it's like, okay, 2.0 is announced. Like, we can speculate on what that's going to be. But then it's like our speculation from a whole year should just carry over to what 2.0 should be, right? All our speculation on loot, endgame, progression. We want all these things in here. I went back to, like, our old show notes, like episode 1 through 28, talking about the things that we want to see, whether that's skill trees, raids, you know, crossplay. We were talking about crossplay on episode one. I'm surprised that's still not here. I mean, if crossplay is not here in 2.0, that would be ridiculous, right? I mean, that should be That'd reason be enough that, that yeah. people yeah, should not so. buy the game. Like, any game from now here on out that does not have crossplay, we as gamers should boycott. So it's hard. <laughs> so, so Phaedra says, what about the anniversary event? That's going to hold you over for months. I don't think is that he, it's... Is he being serious, though? I. Who being serious? Steven? Phaedrin. So Phaedrin says, oh. <laughs> what about the anniversary? I don't think the anniversary event is going to be anything big. I don't even know if it's going to be like content. I don't, it, it could just be like a message or like, hey, we increased drop rates. Happy anniversary. Like, we don't know what a, that uh, is. I mean, that's going to be. Codex entry? That comes up in what? Um, a week from now? Yeah. So next, so next Saturday is the 22nd. And we don't know anything about it other than there's going to be an anniversary event. Like, that would be something like, I don't know, maybe you would want players to know so that they can reinstall the game and come back to it. But, I mean, this is part of their, you know, show-don't-tell mentality that, you know, I know a lot of people have said, like, oh, it's a great mentality. They shouldn't say anything. It's like, F that noise. Like, you should be talking to your players. (laughs) I mean, if we've been here this long, like, Saying, hey, you know, here's Anthem, like, go play it. And you just don't even give us, like, a heads up, like, you know, go install this. Give us a freaking screenshot of what the anniversary event's going to look like to at least, you know, get a little bit of hype. You can share a screenshot, you know, and even put in big, bold letters. This screenshot is subject to change. I don't know. You know, if you're too <laughs> afraid to make promises that people can't keep, like. It's, if, it's, if, those, if those listening live and those who listen um, elsewhere – Steve is really passionate about this. He's got some... You don't have to apologize for me. I'm not apologizing for you. I'm saying... I'm saying you're getting a little worked up. Bring it down a little bit. No, I... Like, I am getting worked up. I mean, like, that's the point, right? I mean, you want players to be invested in your game. You want people to, you know, enjoy the content that you have. Like, if if I didn't give any Fs about Anthem, like, I think that would be worse, right? Like, if people just didn't care at all... No, I, I just. He just wants you to calm down and drink. Your I water. do. Ju- I do just want you to take a <laughs> like, drink. No, take I, a drink. It's calm not a down thing. because. Because right, I mean, I mean, what? Like, Mike like can't handle all your passion. All right? It's it's <laughs> like like what? So again, back to my question. See, that's exactly because how I feel. I don't only, even know what I can say. You only have the power to control what you can control. If you're going to solo strongholds with different builds, go for it, right? Okay, you're going to make of the game what you want it to be. I know we all have these grandiose ideas of what it can and what we think it should be, right? I think 
that you shouldn't have flight cooldowns or overheats or any of that stuff, right? You should just be able to fly, right? That's the thing that should be there. Iron Man never has to land. I should never have to land, okay? So Iron let Man me fly. lands all the time. What are you talking about? When he yeah. has to, right? When he has yeah. to. <laughs> but yeah. that, you just said yeah, he never like, has to. But... No, <laughs> I, said he, I said he only lands when he has to. I should be able to fly around Bastion as much as I want without needing to land, okay? I, That's I just one of to. my things. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that, and again, the question I asked about 15 minutes ago, what are you going to do in Anthem from now on? If the answer is nothing, that's okay. But if the if you're going to, you know, try to go through with a stock javelin and and maybe replay story, if you're going to really go in and and maybe collect all of the uh collectibles as you're going through the story, like like what are you going to do from now until 2.0? Cuz who, who are you asking? I'm asking you. I asked you. I asked you specifically. I'm asking all three of you. I'm asking all three of you. You want me to tell you right now what I'm going to do? Well, yeah. What are you going to do? Like, like, what is the story without any of this legendary story mission stuff? Like, just (laughs) let us replay the story missions. That would open us up to so much stuff. All you can is create a new pilot. Yeah, you have to create a new pilot to be able to do that. And and at this point, what else are you going to do? I. I mean, just this, the same thing we've been doing in Anthem since, you know, trying to take problem. over Coda. Right. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. I think they should shut it down. You got new players coming in who, or players that aren't really paying attention like we, like we are to like blog posts and social media and stuff like that. And all they're going to see is a game that, like, it's really fun, but there's like, especially with the, what I can only anticipate is going to be continued lack of communication um, uh, from Bioware. And I get the reasons why, and I do agree with them now. I have changed my mind on the subject. But either way, they're they're just going to see things like grinding to such a snail pace halt. Like, they're not going to see anything new. They're not going to see anything refreshing. Like, if we get get any new players between now and then, they're going to come in. They're going to see a wasteland until 2.0. And I, I don't think that's good. I think that just puts more, um, for me, I think that puts more emphasis on how much they have to nail 2.0 when it comes out, right? Um, they leave it up, which is fine for me, and they allow people to come in and play, play if they're having a good time. You know, um, for me, to answer Mike's question, uh, I'm going to, you know, see what they're going to bring out. I'm probably not going to be playing a ton each month, but I'll, I'll probably still play it, jump in every now and then and see what they got. Maybe I it definitely won't run the Cataclysm um, <laughs> unless there's something different. The Cataclysm was good the first time, but I got really burnt out on it because it was, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that. It's bad memories. Uh, <laughs> no. I, I, but This is why it's kind of important that they clarify what they mean by revisit past seasonal content. Because they're going to be re- just doing it all over again. There's no point. If they are going to change it up and add new things to it, I think it could be – there There could be some point to it. But but I, I, but what do you think is really going to happen, though? Revisit They don't want to be in the same place, means, though, right? Where yeah, they say, yeah. hey, we're going to do this, and then it doesn't happen, and then it's just more negativity. Yep. When they leave it open, it's – they can do anything, right? They can still – they could make stuff. 
and surprise us and, and, and change things, or they can just put out the same stuff because it didn't happen. It's kind of like uh, I, you know, they do dev diaries for the Sea of Thieves, and they do those on a regular basis, or not dev, dev diaries, but dev reports. And they talk about how the, the difficulties of over-promising and under-delivering, right? If they say, we're going to put all these features in here, and then some of those features keep having issues, so they don't make it into that update. And it, it becomes uh, difficult for them of how they navigate it. But, again, it, they're so open and have been so open with everything for a long time that I think that's that's an easier way for them to navigate the problems. And so I, I don't think them telling us, you know, hey, we're going to really do this. And then if it doesn't happen, it's just a worst case scenario. I think this is like their best case scenario for, for the situation they're in and what they have to do. So so I think I think advice going forward, if if anybody's listening from Anthem, is that if pick a communication style and stick with it. So if Sea of Thieves guys come out and say, this is what we're going to try to do. Oh, it didn't work. Sorry, we're going to try to make it work better. You know, having that same communication style all through 2.0 is just going to do away with so many problems that that are up there. Because you have to be consistent. When When we started kicking around the show and Steve was telling us all the tips that he got, you know, how do we make this successful? What do we do? Everything he got back was be consistent. Whatever you're going to do, whatever it is, be consistent. If you're going to stand on your head each week, then you have to stand on your head each week. You know, you have to make that a thing. So just just be consistent going forward. Let us know. Don't, don't change your communication pattern halfway through and say, oh, you know, live streams haven't been working, so we're going to go to show, not tell. And 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 it hasn't worked. Live streams were fun when they were doing it. Yeah, people couldn't find water, and yeah, <laughs> Chad got the got the you know controller, controller taken from, from his hand. And, <laughs> and like, yeah, and like the well, it's uh, not easy to talk and play. Right? It's Ask not any streamer but, when they're first starting. It's not. But, easy. but you know what? If yeah. we had if we had an entire year of those live streams, and and Chad kept getting the controller kept getting the controller taken away from him it wouldn't be a it would be a thing we would go oh, chad you know that's a thing i think i think it's important to be consistent so going forward just be consistent with your communication you know if you're not going to tell us anything that's going to make that's going to well, they've been pretty consistent deter a lot of people well yeah and that's <laughs> and it's deterring a lot of people from anthem isn't it you well, know that's, i mean so, there's and that's the choice you know, You're absolutely right, and that's the choice 2.0. that they could make. If yeah. if that's how they want to go communicating going forward, then 2.0 is going to take a hit before it's even out. Yeah. If I I I hope I hope they understand that that that's not working. Right. Yeah. So look, don't mean, tell isn't it is. We've probably beat this enough, right? Like so we've. we've yeah, I mean, we so, so Steve can get passionate, but I can't. Whatever. You can no, get no, passionate all you want. So while you guys <laughs> while you guys were talking and this whole conversation, reading chat, I figured out what my main issue is, and it's and it, it's a personal issue. So when we started this, we said <laughs> when we started this, we said, "Hey, we're going to keep going. Like we're not going to stop, no matter what happens." Right. Yep. So we made the that, server shut down. So we made that commitment to do the show, and I finally hit the point where it's like I don't want to do the show. So it's like, well, if I'm not having fun doing it, then why do it? But right. I also don't want to like, you know, 
pull back on the commitment that we made to do this. So it's like creating this conflict in me that, well, do I just pull my teeth out just because I said I would pull my teeth out? So that's what that's where my main hangup is, right? So it's just a, I have to get over the fact that, and that's understandable. I mean, so so this is nothing wrong with so it. this is what we're gonna do. Um, we are gonna take the codex um, in a little bit of a different direction. So the Freelancer Codex is going to remain. We're going to continue to record and cover Anthem as new news comes up. We'll dedicate like one podcast a month to focusing on Anthem. But also we're going to branch out into talking about games that we are enjoying enjoying at the time. Whether it's a new game, whether it's an old game. We're going to cover new things that are coming out. There's a lot of new games that have been announced that are going to be released this year. So we're going to start covering those on the show as well. Um, and we're going to take a lot of feedback from listeners. If you like that we're taking talking about other games, let us know. If you don't like it, if you would just rather us talk about Anthem and the lack of content that's going to be happening in 1.0 for the next year, please let us know. That's kind of a crappy way of me to say that, right? It's kind of passive-aggressive. A little bit. Um, a little bit. But let us know. <laughs> You know, if you like that, because really, etiquette, Steven. Like, etiquette. Like, I don't want to shut down the codex because I enjoy talking about video games with you guys. Sometimes I enjoy it with Mike, um, but for the most part, I don't. Want, and I really enjoy our community more than anything. <laughs> Mike just quit the show, um, <laughs> so I've 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 accomplished one of my tasks. The show I made Mike <laughs> turn off his webcam. <laughs> <laughs> and just completely leave. <laughs> so, objective number one accomplished. So, and and we're probably we'll be rotating hosts in and out. Whether there's something to talk about, I know JD's a massive Bioware guy. So, when Bioware stuff is happening with Dragon Age Mass Effect, the new art. Hey, Mike's back. Welcome back, hey, Mike. Mike. Um, he used to be a guest on the show. He is now back as a permanent host going forward. So, we're gonna be trial we're gonna be We're gonna be doing things a little bit different. And hopefully, Mike just rage quit. <laughs> he did just rage quit, Lupo. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about a lot of different things that, you know, hopefully, you know, if there's one thing that we are about video games, it's passionate. And hopefully that's come through as we've talked about Anthem. And I don't want that to die because I really enjoy playing video games. I enjoy talking about video games. I enjoy the development of video games and figuring out and, you know, just speculating on where things are going. So that's something that we're going to keep doing. And I hope that everyone sticks around um, while we do that, because I, mean, I really. If enjoy we didn't the enjoy this, we wouldn't get up at four in the morning to to play games. And Some of us don't it. get up at yeah. four in the morning. <clears throat> I mean, oh, I you know. could. I, I, I expect you, Mike. It's a four-player game. Yeah. Right? I expect you when Baldur's Gate three comes out, you will be up at four o'clock in the morning, so we can do a full playthrough. Did you get that, that game. PC built? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, that's, so that's, that's what, actually going to happen. So it'll be three o'clock in the morning for JD. But yeah, hey, let's let's do it. I I, I am down. Okay, I will I will I will wake up. I will lose sleep. It uh, it's a tough thing to say and another thing to do. It's true. Right? So one thing that um and Cags, he's one of our community members in the Discord, brought this to my attention. So Drew Caperson used to be he's an ex writer for Bioware. He's worked in games a lot. He put out a little update saying that he's going to be the lead writer on the new studio that a lot of the Bioware devs are leaving to start. Archetype Entertainment over in Austin. Sorry, I've in got something Austin. in my... In Austin. I'm dying here. 
So he put he put That's out what a you pool. get, man. It's a moment dude. right now for Steven. My, Karma, man. Cry. Mike, when we start talking about Disneyland, and I, if you don't get as passionate as I just got talking about Anthem, I will come over to your house and I will punch you right in the pants. All right. So Drew says, I've been in the video game industry for 20 years now. When I started at BioWare, everything was fresh and exciting. It was a dream job. Talented people working together to create epic games like Baldur's Gate, KOTOR, Mass Effect, and Dragon Age. But as we grew and became more successful, things changed. We became more corporate, we were less able to make what we loved, and the teams were pushed to create games based on market research rather than our creative instincts and passions. My dream job became just a job, and I lost the enthusiasm and excitement I once had. But with our type, my passion has been rekindled. We feel... In the, we feel in the studio, let's say the feel in the studio reminds me of my early days of Bioware. I can feel the magic in the air, and even though I can't get too deep into specifics of what we're working on yet, we're already generating plenty of excitement in the industry. So, Fajan, this is Drew Caperson. Drew Caperson is an author. He has written several novels, and he wrote for JD, I believe it was for the Mass Effect and Dragon Age team. Uh, he wrote for Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, he wrote for, I believe he helped out with Dragon Age Origins. And I know he helped write Mass Effect. Well, he was lead writer on Mass Effect 1 and just a writer on Mass Effect 2. Uh, and then Mac Walters took over. Yeah, so, um, so I so I bring, this, I bring this up because Drew, I think, kind of... Like, when I read his quote, it's like, oh, that's exactly how I'm feeling. I'm not feeling... Like the excitement to continue like covering Anthem 100% for the show. So in order to like readjust and find that excitement to talk about video games, we're just going to make a change. And hopefully that'll bring back that excitement and passion that we had like back in episode 17, where we all know what happened back in episode 17. So that is the plan going forward with um, the podcast. So we appreciate your feedback. If you guys say, hey, it's um, not working for me and you decide to leave... Um, we wish you That's all the okay. best, and we are going to continue to talk about games that we enjoy, games that excite us, games that make us passionate, and that's what we'll continue to do. So, right, Mike? Is that, what uh, happened in episode 17? You guys don't remember? <laughs> How am I the did only I, one that remembers what happened in episode 17? Did I say something you stupid? Because right I say a lot of stupid What happened? What do you remember? <laughs> well... Everyone, this has been episode 115 of the Freelancer Codex <laughs> Podcast. Thank you for joining gonna, us. Gonna, Thank you for hanging out with us. Um, and until next time. Which will be soon. Like, you know, next week. We'll be back. I mean, the following week. We're going to go play some Dungeons & Dragons next week. So, until next time. Yeah! yeah. I mean, we're going to have to change all this. Is it going to be Shaper Storm? There's something on the other side. We'll see you there. Maybe they'll bring back Shaper Storm for 2.0. Bring them back. They were never there. We had I mean, the there conjunctions. There. We no, had conjunctions. No, but then they just evolved. There, there's they a long know, wait. On they the weren't. Horizon. They were never there. Yeah, there's a long wait on the. <laughs> there's a long wait. And we'll see you all. Yeah, we'll see you all side. in 2021. Hey, see you, JD. Thanks for listening. You can find us Good on Twitter, you, man. Freelancer Code. This way, you see him next week. Freelancer Code. Or through email at freelancercodex.gmail.com. <laughs> see you, man. Discord through the Discord. Our show will like always Mike be free. But if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at <laughs> patreon.com. Hey, Steve, are you going to play that bumper or not? Our man, individual like... Twitter handles are at Steven Lamson. I've been playing it the whole time. I forgot it was muted for you guys. And at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time.
time to get to work. So before you exit the streams, Devin, Phaedron says you guys could have a weekly bit on your podcast where you talk about Anthem every time. And there's no need that segment will only take a couple seconds. That's kind of what we're planning on doing. So we'll touch on it if there's anything. But at the top of the month, unless there's something big um, that we need to cover, then we'll cover it. But it's not going to be the main focus of the show. In Lutel, 2.0 rolls around. And then we'll reassess and then we'll go from there. Uh, Moose, thanks for hanging out. Hanging out. Um, we'll talk yep, to you later. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, thanks for hanging out, man. <laughs> you sh- maybe his name is Hank. I don't know what Moose's name is, um, but I know Moose Nukem. Moose Nukem. Moose is part of the uh, the shed with Lupo and um, Wade. So yeah, we appreciate everybody watching and listening. And uh, I'm gonna. We'll see you next time. Join us next week for some D and D. Some. It's D and D. It'll be fun. Roll for initiative. I ended the stream before you guys said any of that. You're a jerk, Devin. Real jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a jerk. You're a jerk. Record now, so I'm hitting the record button, and I'm going to go back to our super sweet temp intro. We can't hear it. <sighs> I'm going to go back to our super sweet intro. Hey, Freelance Codex Podcast. We did not end our stream early. We did end our stream early. So what we wanted to do is come back and just kind of tack this on to the end of the show and kind of talk about a lot of things that we're going to be covering in the future. Because you know what? We enjoy talking about video games. We enjoy talking about movies. We enjoy talking about a lot of things. And this is where we're going to do it. So first yeah. of all, Devin, you're going to start us off. What did you want to talk about? I want to know what, uh, what do I want to talk about? about. So we've been playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, right? You've been <clears> playing <throat> a had... lot of Dungeons and Dragons. Like well, you've yes, been, you've right. been playing like multiple I play every campaigns. Week. I'm in two campaigns right now, soon to be three, and uh, I am picking up another on, one. Huh? I'm working on my own campaigns. I am working on one shots, um, and I am deep diving into lots of tools. But before we get to that. Uh, the first thing I had on the document was about a really cool uh, video from 343. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched it. I put it up there, you know. Uh, obviously, these show, show notes are a little bit old because Stephen was on vacation and, you know, Mike never reads it. But <laughs> I watched the video, the long-haired dude saying, if you have one thing when you play D&D, make sure it's this. Tabletop game editor. Oh, that's not what I was just talking things. about. <laughs> that's, that's not what you were talking about. No. Oh no. I was talking about three four three industries that makes Halo. Um, <laughs> uh, we will get to the D and D stuff here in just a second. But anyways, there's a cool video on the Halo channel. You guys should check it out. Uh, it goes over a lot of the passion of, from the people that work at three four three and making. Halo, and everything that they're putting into the new Halo Infinite, and it makes me excited for that game. Uh, I mean, it doesn't take much to get me excited about a Halo game, because I love Halo, so um, yeah, I can't wait to play it, can't wait to see where they take the game and where they take the the universe, and uh, So, you know. did you know that Halo 5 released in 2015? 
Like it's, yep. yeah, it'll it's be, been five it'll be years. Five years. Yep. That's insane to think that a franchise like Halo, it's been five years since its last game. I mean, they've been yeah. working on the Master Chief stuff here and there and releasing that stuff. But I mean, mm-hmm. like, is there any? Well, I guess I mean. I mean, like, they still uh, have the just, Halo Pro circuits that are doing stuff. They're yeah, but updating that's, the Master Chief collection. That's, big, that's what really gives them the traction right now. So right, Master Chief, and then of course when Ninja comes out and starts playing Halo um, Infinite. But I mean, I I'm glad that Microsoft is like not trying to force them to just put out another Halo, but they're actually giving them time no. because before, no. um, so Halo Four came out in 2012. So between twenty, you know, yeah. there was three years between it's that, years. and that was kind it's of a three year cycle. Yeah, Halo Reach was twenty ten, and then Halo Halo Four is twenty twelve. So I'm glad they're giving them the time, especially after how Halo Five was received, to be like, hey, go make the game that you guys should be making, and you know, I mean, it sold really good. They made a lot of money off of Halo. Well, um, I mean, it, it's like saying Anthem sold really good too. Like everyone, like people buy into the yeah. hype. They go out day one and buy, and, and I guess maybe that's something that we could talk about after, because I don't want to like diminish like the, the video from Halo, because I, I really enjoy when people go into studios and we get to hear developers on screen, because it's just fun mm-hmm. to hear them be passionate about the thing that they're working on, and it gets, it gets yeah. fans excited. You're like, yeah, they're doing it. They're working on it. Did you see that tree that they made? That kind of stuff is really cool. And like being able to see <laughs> into a studio like that, it's like, you know, it, it does get you pumped for the game. So I, I always enjoy when we get to see inside of a studio. I think it's yeah, Well, I mean, I, I think they knew that one, a new game engine. So they they knew they had to take the time. I just think, you know, they have over 500 people at that studio, and they've been paying them for five years, right? Like, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of people. That they're putting into this studio, and some of these people, they're like, we don't even work on the game engine, so what the crap are they doing, right? <laughs> um, I mean, because there's no, I'm, they can obviously try and um, work on game mechanics and those kind of things and, and the feel and stuff in the old engine because it doesn't work as good and takes so long to make stuff. Um, so I really wonder, like, when did they switch over to the new Slip Space engine? And, um, you know, I'm excited to see it, especially since it focuses on DirectX 12. It really, you know, takes advantage of what's in you know the xbox one the xbox one x and obviously the xbox series x but also it's going to be good for computers because it's coming out on computer and they're really doing a lot of stuff with multi-threading and it's i think it's going to be amazing what are the the chances that halo infinite shows up on a sony platform and you could buy it and play it there also uh zero you think zero? I think you're wrong. I think eventually Microsoft is like, hey, we're selling you guys software. Like, we don't need to be like, ready, you know, yeah, maybe, this maybe in the future, but I don't think that's anytime soon. Like, I don't think that's going to be maybe 10 years from now. I think it'll be, I think it'll be more like three to five years, but eventually I think that's going to happen, especially with all the stuff they're doing with Nintendo. I know they don't think like, well, even like Phil Spencer came out and said that they don't think Nintendo and Sony are like their direct competitors anymore. Direct, yeah, but that, that's in the cloud, in the cloud space, server. right? Well, and that's so, what I mean, because I mean, like, we got to we got our hands on with Project X Cloud on iOS, and you're like, mm-hmm. if if Microsoft can sell like Halo Infinite to all those people that bought PlayStation Fives, like, I mean, why wouldn't you want to do that? I, I don't think that Sony's going to allow them to stream or play it on there, because Sony is all about the closed ecosystem. Um, you know, that's just what 
they don't want you to be in someone else's ecosystem because if you're playing Xbox games, even if it's on a PlayStation, you're spending money in, on somebody else when they want you to be spending it on PlayStation. Whereas Microsoft is a much is thinking much more globally and broad. You know, besides it's like oh, there's you know 100 million, 200 million people that are playing console games. Well, how about we try and get the two billion people that are playing games, whether that's on their cell phones or on the computer, oh, it's you know, on the cell phone, tablet. Yeah, and it's like okay, you can XCloud. That's what this is about: is being able to play all these Xbox games, get them into the ecosystem, and show them, hey, you can stream this. You know, if you got good internet, you can stream it, and and uh, it's definitely going to be great for single player games, PvP. It's going to be. You know, up to you if you want to do that. It's pretty rough sometimes, but um, yeah, I, I'm definitely excited for the future and what uh, Microsoft is going to be bringing to the table. Um, they have a lot of studios. They have 15 studios now that are going that are making great content, and making great games, and um, I really think like. Did, so, did you guys see how much Sony bought Insomniac for? 213 million, right? Something like that. It's like $229 million, right around there. Oh, I was like $10 million off. Come on. Yeah, I know. It's, like it's somewhere hard. within that range, right? It's between 10 and $20 million either direction. I don't know the exact amount, but it's right around there. And I was like, oh, man, that must like burn Microsoft so much right now, knowing they could have bought them. $229 million. Yeah, for that little, you know, I mean, I say that's that little, but, I mean, when you consider they bought – um Let's see, they bought Mahjong or whatever for how many? Mahjong? What did they, Mahjong? It was a billion Mahjong? dollars for a billion Mahjong? dollars from, from Minecraft, but it is the world's you know most played game or whatever. So, um, and they've made their money back in two point five billion dollars. Holy crap! They bought, <laughs> yeah, and I and I'm sure. I mean, that game is still like in the top charts, and like when I talk to my oh, yeah. when I talk to my kids, they're like, yeah, everyone's still playing Minecraft now, and you're like. Everyone's still playing Minecraft, seriously. But yep. so the kids still love Minecraft, apparently. But yeah, that's a lot of money. But I mean, when you look at Insomniac now, and you're like, oh, I wonder how much they're. So was this before or was this after um, Spider Man? This was this was before Spider Man. After Spider Man, they bought him after Spider Man for two hundred twenty nine million. Yeah, man, I would think that's they'd be worth like... way more than that. I know. I was like, oh my gosh, that must like burn Microsoft so much, like. And I'm sure that's why they announced it, because it's like, that was a freaking steal. They're like, right? suckers, look at this, we got a flash sale. This is like giving away the couch after the end of the uh, yard sale. Yeah. Not, I'm not yeah. saying that Insomniac's a couch. but No, man. but it, I mean, yeah, no, they're a great developer, and they make great games. And and I, I hope this, co- I, I actually hope that they bring Spider-Man out on PC. Like, hopefully, like, if the rumors are true yeah, I, and Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn comes out to PC, I'll pick up both these games. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love it if they put their, I mean, even if they're not going to do, I mean, their streaming service isn't very good. I tried it. It's not very fun. It's really laggy, even on single player. But, you know, that was before they switched to Azure, and they still got a lot of work to do. And that's one of the big things that, that's why, so Spencer's like, yeah, they're not really our competition. It's Amazon and, and Google, you know, because it's a global market and, you know, they're fighting over hundred million. They're fighting over 10% versus looking at, you know, the whole, whole true bang, the whole pie. So, um, it's definitely a lot of interesting things going on, but, um, yeah. So now we can talk about the Dungeons and Dragons stuff, Mike. 
Ah, I knew you were gonna get there. I was totally on top of it. Wait, um, I had a I had a question about Halo first before okay, we talk before we move on. Oh, this is fine. interesting to me. Do you guys think they go live service? No. Or do you think it's a linear? Well, I mean, they have live service. Like you can buy buy stuff, and they're going to continue to update it. I, I think mean, it'd be like, more they, open than what it is in the past, but not live service like Destiny style or anything like that. Do you think they have DLC afterwards? Because Halo's never had DLC except for multiplayer maps. Maybe They've never like continued the campaign. Well, I mean. Technically, they've had Spartan Ops. Yeah, that doesn't count. I don't think we're counting that. Are you counting that? Are you counting Spartan Ops? I mean, Ops that's, that's story DLC. I mean, that was all done, though. I mean, we didn't have to buy it. We just had it to It wasn't wait. done because they had to take a two-month break to keep working on it, and then oh, it yeah. killed and, it. And then no yeah. one played it. Well, I mean, yeah. you could argue the bad story killed it. You could argue that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was during a bad time for, for everything in Halo, honestly. That was like the, you know... That was the let's let's almost kill Halsey off because she's a terrible yeah, person for saving the human race. Or, I mean, I mean, yeah, she stole a couple of kids. Apology tour, but you know what? That was. <laughs> that was which was really weird because I don't think anyone was hating on Halsey. Like all of a sudden, everyone hated her. But anyway, do you think they go with a model to where like we get the main campaign and then there's content afterwards? Um, I don't know. I mean, they could do that. It's a new. That'd be a new and different direction. Um, something I've wanted them to do for a long time is really to have two studios, you know, split three, four, three into two different game studios that make mainline Halo, which would be Master Chief, right? And then experimental games on the side, you know, I mean, not be all still in the Halo universe, but there's so much things that they could do with so many other characters. And if they just went out straight from the gate, where it's like, okay, this we have two studios. Or three four three is two studios, and they're working on. I mean, even if they had to, would have to bulk up to like seven hundred people, if they're going to still keep like five hundred on the main Halo, um, if they had like a hundred or two hundred people working on the other one, it's like, yeah, this is our the side studio where we're going to experiment with a game in the Halo universe. We could do like a horror game based on the Flood. You could do stuff up more on ODSTs. Um, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that they can do. In the Halo universe, that you know, or focus on different Spartans, even. So yeah, I mean, because and, and I ask because right now it used to be like, hey, you can make a millions of dollars because people are going to shell out sixty bucks for your game, play it, see you later, we'll buy you know map packs. But now with um, Xbox yeah. Game Pass and people getting the game just for being signed up for Game Pass, like, what does that do for the revenue stream for a studio that has you know five hundred people working on the game? Like, do you have to look to make money elsewhere, or is there enough revenue coming in from Game Pass that is like, yeah, make the game. This will be something that gets people signed up for Game Pass. I mean, yeah, I don't know how how the the pie is split between two hundred plus games on the console, and then over a hundred games on PC for fifteen dollars a month. Like, how does that that pie get split? Right. And, you know, I think for me, though, if I really like a game on Game Pass, I, I buy it. I mean, it's not they do have stats that show that that happens a lot more often and that uh, smaller games that get into Game Pass that people play are purchased a lot more. And so there is, you know, some numbers and, and science behind it that shows, yeah, it, it, it had the opposite of effect of what people thought it was going to do, where it's going to kill games. But it's pushing them more because they're like oh i would never have tried this just like um moonlighter or for the king 
for the king. Yeah, like I would have never tried that game, and then I ended up buying it. You know, in two places nice. I purchased it, and, uh, and we didn't beat it in either place. Well, I, I mean, we, I beat some of it. You know, <laughs> and it's it's a great game, and I would still play it. <laughs> but that, that's the kind of thing that Game Pass I think really does is it gives smaller games or gives players an opportunity to test the waters for different genres of games that they wouldn't want to spend wouldn't money normally on. do. Because it's like, hey, I don't have to spend sixty bucks to get this, and I'm not. I mean, I don't buy physical content or physical discs anymore, so I'm not going to go to the rental store and rent a game. And uh, oh, you remember rental stores? You remember when you could oh, go yeah. rent a Super Nintendo <laughs> and you bring yeah, the Super Nintendo home? When I would rent, I had to rent a PlayStation Two before I was able to buy one, and I had to use my parents' credit card because they put a four hundred dollar hold on the credit card. Oh my god! It was the PlayStation Two when it first came out? Because that's because how much it, it was cost. Yeah, so, it cost four hundred dollars uh, when it came out. I don't remember it being that much. No, I think it was only like two. I thought it was like two three something. But that's how much they put on there, and I was like, "This is." And you're like, "What? Four hundred dollars?" My parents were like, "What? Four hundred dollars?" Yeah, it was two ninety nine at launch. Yeah, so it's like three hundred bucks. So they, but they put four hundred dollar lien on there, and they would just release it once you brought it back after the seven days that you got to rent it for. Man, the PlayStation Two was so cool. It was. It was <laughs> great. You know, yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, no, I think there's a lot they could they, that they could do, and I hope that they do that eventually, because I would love to see more stories. Um, as long as they don't do, the, yeah, that was a bad time. That was a bad couple <laughs> years that we were very angry with the books. You you want me to try and hate the main characters? Yeah, you you were gonna say this bullcrap. I don't want to see Sarah Palmer ever again. You know, Uh, just because, like, do you really badmouth Master Chief the first time you see him, like the savior of all humanity? You really give him attitude. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Mike, are you gonna be playing Halo Halo Infinite when it comes out? Are you like interested at all? Or you're just like, yeah, whatever, I'll play it. No big deal. I mean, I, I, I I'm pretty sure I've played. I've played from what four on? No, we 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 actually beat three. Or did I play three? Yeah, was we it beat three, three on? Three. three was the first one we beat. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting story, and you know, for what, and it's fun to get in and and shoot people every now and then. But yeah, I'll check it out and play it. You're so not convincing. You're like, yeah, whatever. I guess I I, I just it's yeah, I'll not... punch myself in the pants. Yeah, yeah that's man. like Sometimes the same. It. Same commitment. Sometimes playing <laughs> Halo with Devin is like that, but you know, I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot. I mean, it's tough. You know, no. Devin plays the games that I like, so you know. What games do you oh, like? Wait, you like games? He he doesn't. <laughs> you like? What games are you what, currently playing, what games Michael? Are you currently playing? You tell me. Uh, you invite me to the game. I'll get it. And I'll... So so Luke you and I. FIFA? Let's play FIFA. <laughs> I actually I'll show you I, how to play soccer. I haven't played FIFA. Luke and I still do Forza together. Um, Luke is really on a big um, Battlefront um, multiplayer kick. He always wants to. He always wants me to come and do. See, there you go. He he always wants to have. Me I would duel still with play him and stuff. No, so just so I could play games with you, Mike. <laughs> I, you Battlefront Two is is a fun game. Like its multiplayer is fun. I don't know what I yeah, don't know what it is terrible. about that game that you don't like, Devin. But it's like because it feels like you're running through mud when you're trying to play a PvP game. Dude, just change the sensitivity level, or just I can get, change, uh, just get better. Character <laughs> just oh, get better. Oh, get better, bud? Huh? Okay. 
All right, yeah. let's go right now. So, so it's I mean, fine. It's fine right with Luke now. Um, <laughs> what else am I doing? Like I said, I think I said Forza. I'm still doing Forza. There's a there's a couple completionist things that I want to get done. They came out with a new mode called the Eliminator, which is kind of following the battle royale type uh, genre that is out there. That an arena shrinks and you have to beat people one on one in races or head to head in races. So that's fun. Forza is fun. I again, I don't, I don't have not decided to. He's playing right now. I have not decided to dedicate all the time. Um, to do all that yet so it's i'm working on it though, why is that kid not asleep he's not playing right now you just said he was <laughs> playing right now you looked over at him and you're like oh he's still awake and he's still playing no devin jumped on right now oh devin jumped on battlefront he's like yep i'm gonna i'm gonna go <laughs> master gonna... i'm gonna go master the force <laughs> <laughs> he's I'm gonna, gonna go download this crap and then we're gonna play <laughs> it's like 118 gigs so i don't care i got gigabyte internet <laughs> Ooh, and that's not what I, I, I meant. Like space, I need to go get like a ten terabyte um, hard drive or something. I have like I have four eight terabyte hard drives. Oh my gosh! Why? Because he has that many games. Stuff? Are you just like oh, ripping like... all kinds of movies and putting it on putting on your? <laughs> no, no, like everything I have is legal. Okay, <laughs> I well, don't believe that for a second. I have to a lot of services that let you get a lot of games. Well, that is a lot, huh? Yeah, we, we should we should play oh, Battlefront sometime. It'll be a lot of fun. We should do like a Battlefront um, community play date <sighs> yes. or something. Download punch myself. Speaking of Star Wars games, um, what everybody do on Ooh. Fallen Order? Did you guys get it? Did you finish it? I have it. I have not finished it. I yeah. did finish Fallen Order. I had Please. it and I beat it and. Do you still have it? I, I do still have it, yes. I, I still have it. I was actually given a copy from by EA. Thanks, EA, for giving me a copy. That, oh, sweet. That game, um, I don't know if I liked it very much. I think there it had some, main, some really big issues with going back and forth to the same areas a lot of times. That was not very fun. I think being a Jedi and just... Be like, oh, I'm killing this bug now. Um, I didn't like the wall running. I didn't like swinging on ropes. It seems like you just wall ran everywhere. Like, I know yeah. Respawn really loves wall running, and that's, like, what they do. But I'm like, do I really have to wall run again? And, like, okay, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Jedi. I learned all this stuff. Like, do Jedis just forget how to use the Force? That they have to, like, go Yeah, he and... got hit on the head and hard enough or something. Yeah, I don't. Is is that has that ever been a thing anywhere? Like, <laughs> it is now. You just get hit in the head, and oh, I forgot that I had the force. Like, there's some. So there's some parts about that game that I didn't like. I think some of it's cool, but it's um, only eighty six point seven six gigabytes, Steve. That's a lot. Um, I mean, lot. I mean, it's a fun game, but I I wasn't super impressed. I think um, Cal Kestis is like milk toast. Jedi incarnate. You could have put. He could have been a milk toast. It was, I think it was a good start, right? Like they can improve upon the formula, and get a new character. Um, it was it was fun. The bit. I mean, I played it for I think four or five hours. So you just started. I, you got I, out of the. Tutorial. I think I'm on like the third planet or whatever. Something yeah, like that. I, I think know. it's about a thirty hour game. Oh, oh shoot! I don't so, get time for that. Uh, so following this um, uh, Star Wars vein that we got going. Um, Steve, did you experience anything Star Wars new lately? No, I did not. I've never been... So I went to Disneyland from vacation, right? That's why I was gone. So I was like, hey, we're going to go to Disneyland. We're going to go check out Rise of the Resistance. We're going to have a lot of fun. 
So that I So hang on, before you start talking about Rise of Resistance, take us through take us through walking into Galaxy's Edge. Oh, walking into Galaxy's Edge. So Yeah. Let me let me let me go let's go back further. Let's go back to when I was eight years old. <laughs> And I first laid eyes on A New Hope, the VHS, for some of you listeners. I, actually, all, most of our listeners are actually older, so they actually know what a VHS tape is. But I was really excited to go to Star Wars, to Galaxy's Edge. And this is something that, like, I went in dark on. Like, I didn't want to look up um, any type of pictures. I just wanted to be, like, blown away and amazed. I didn't look up any videos of people going through there, except for people freaking out when they bought lightsabers. So I'm like, I'm going to go there. It's going to be awesome. The kids are going to love it. My kids are 10, 8, and 6. So they're like prime age for Star Wars. And they love Star Wars anyway. So my wife and I went down there. So um, navigating Disneyland is his own conversation. We can have that later if we want. But <laughs> So walking into Galaxy's Edge is like super cool. Like you you cross under a bridge and Disney does this really good. And I think the one of the reasons I like Disneyland is the same reason I like following game development. Because it's not really like what you see. That is like the most interesting. It's like how that thing is made and done. Because we're always looking like trying to look behind the scenes, right? You're trying to right. look like where are the seams? How is this built? What are they using here? So we walk through there. Like you make a turn and it makes us where like, oh, Disneyland's behind you. You're in this whole new place. And all of a sudden there's like a T-70 X-Wing right in front of you, like in all of its glory. And you're like, oh, like this thing could like fly out of here. And I wish I could get inside of it. So, like, like for me, it's just cool seeing, like, an A-Wing and an X-Wing just sitting there. Like, I'm really sad that you can't go up and actually, like, get a photo with it. They have to, like, keep you away from it. But I understand why. People are weird. And they'll... Do I don't understand why. Like, because they just get up there. They're, like, freaks. They still stuff. Yeah, they will, like, well, try to pull well, off... Let me break something off of here and I'll take it home. Sleep with it on my pillow. Oh. <laughs> on my pillow. People would okay, probably because, lick the X-Wing. Because there are other things in Disneyland that you can get super close by. And, and uh, the uh, the cars in Toontown, for yeah, example. Kids climb up like, on there. S- they sneeze on yeah. them. They're probably urine on those things that, you know, <laughs> they try and... Kids, kids are gross, right? So we get in there and, like, looking at that stuff, it's cool. So, actually, when you walk into the um, Galaxy's Edge little shop area, it's very – it actually looks a lot like Fort Tarsus when you look up and there's all the wires and everything crisscrossing it. And that's super cool because it's like, oh, this could be, like, a fort, but this is Star Wars. And the only thing that I don't like about that is that instead of, like, having really cool, interesting Star Wars stuff, they're just shops and they're just hawking their – you know, this is our Star Wars themed T-shirt, and here you can buy a cup yeah. over here. And here's this whistle that that one alien used in that one scene. You remember that? You want a nostalgia hit? Really, it's just a giant drug of nostalgia, like shoved right up your nose, and you're like punched in the <laughs> stomach, right? So you just hork it right up to your brain. So that so that's what Disneyland has done to Star Wars. It's like just straight up crack that you can walk into. Um, but it's a lot of fun seeing that. Like I really enjoyed like. Walking on the Millennium Falcon is really cool because that's like one of the most iconic spaceships ever. And just seeing it in full size, you're just kind of blown away that, oh, this thing actually exists. This thing from what a do you mean? What do you mean walking on it? So, oh, yeah, we got like a special tour to walk onto the Millennium Falcon itself, like the actual Millennium Falcon. No, that didn't happen. I mean, when you get onto the ride, you walk oh, gotcha. into this little section that looks like the Millennium Falcon. You've got the hallways. There's a little chest thing. Right there, like buttons are going off and lights are going off and you can have kids go over there and flip alarms. It's very interactive. So that kind of thing is cool. Like the actual ride of the Millennium Falcon is kind of 
I, it's not super fun and super interesting in my opinion because they like tried to video gamify it. And we well, know and you had some issues with it anyway, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it sc- was uh, it was well, down or whatever. It was broken. Yeah, screens aren't working, and so it's all messed up because it's supposed to be a three D, you know, very immersive. But if your front screen is, you know, you know, having serious, um, oh, what are they called, Dev? When you're technical so, issues, fractures, not fractures, pixelating. What's the word? What's the word? Artifacting. What is yeah, like? Well, it's got a ton of artifacting where you can't even tell what's going on. You're like, oh. I guess I'm not really in the Millennium Falcon, and this is just a video game. And, you know, we complain <laughs> about pickup groups and noobs all the time. But when, like, my family are the noobs on the ship, and I'm trying to yell at them and yelling at my 8-year-old to fly up. Come on! And he can't fly up. Get it! I'm like, you know, my 6-year-old is in the back trying to hit buttons that he can't even reach, so we're already handicapped. And you're like, you can't even play this game. You're like, we're coming in you know, empty-handed into the cataclysm with people that are, like, level 20. <laughs> so that's, like, super frustrating anyway. Um, but the actual new ride is a lot of fun. It's it's unfortunate how you have to get into the line to the new ride because you have to get into this digital queue and you have to do it in the morning, and if you don't get it, you're not going to get in. So the first day we get there, like, I don't know how this digital queue thing works. I don't know how to metagame it because that's where we're, what we're all about. So I get into this queue, and it goes, like, the queue says, like, People in line 0 to 82 are guaranteed to get on. Anyone after that, you know, good luck. So we got into, like, uh, line number 110 to get onto the ride. And we're like, oh, okay, so we might get on, we might not. The park closes at 11 o'clock. We'll see how it goes. So at around, like, 9.30, our number gets called. And we're like, hey, we're going to get on this thing, finally. We drove all this way to ride this thing specifically. We're going to get on here at 9.30, 9.30 o'clock at night. And so we go over there. So we go over there. We go through the line. The line's super cool. You're going through a cave. Oh, spoiler alert for anyone that doesn't want to be spoiled. I'll talk about this for, like, the next five minutes. And then um, we'll go from there while Devin's tweeting um, and enjoying his time on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. so spoiler alert, I'm going to talk a little, hey, no, I, I won't even spoil it. Okay. I, I won't hey, don't, even, don't even spoil it. Cause I, yeah, cause I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to talk about the queue. I'm not going to spoil it at all. I'll, I'll just talk about the queue to get in there. So we get over there at nine 30, we start going through the queue and then the ride breaks down and it's about 10 o'clock by the time the ride breaks down. So everything's shut down and you're like, okay, at this point, like we can either wait, get on the ride or come back tomorrow and maybe not be able to ride the ride if we don't get into the virtual queue correctly. So like, all right, we'll stay. We'll hang out. So if you ever like stayed with a bunch of tired, hungry, um, 10, 8, and 6-year-old boys, especially mm-hmm. standing in line with other people around. And I don't know. Like this is something about like our family in general that we really hate like making waves. So we'll go like above and beyond to make sure our kids or our personal, our persons do not disturb anyone because otherwise it like – I get super anxious and I freak out and I can't handle it if we're causing any type of disturbance to anyone else. Even though I just spent, you know, a hundred million dollars to go to this park, if I inconvenience anyone else, like it freaks me out. Even though you'll never see these people, never see this person again. That's not true. I saw some of the people, you know, over and over again. Anyway, like we go above and beyond to make like we got a third floor um, hotel room and like kids walking in a hotel room with people below me just it makes me want to vomit it really does like i cannot handle the amount of noise that they make just thinking that someone under there is like i can't believe those parents are letting those kids walk around like this how dare those parents they must be the worst parents ever anyway i can't i just can't do it so we're in line for this long the kids are grouchy they're hungry i'm grouchy i'm hungry my wife is grouchy and she's hungry and we're like okay 
So 30 minutes passed and we had not moved at all. So like, okay, we can keep going. We can go. And I'm like, no, let's just stay. My wife's like, I hate you so much right now. And I'm like, I know, but the kids, they like me right now. So we decided to stay a little bit longer. The kids. And and like at 1030, we're like, fine, F it. Let's, let's try again tomorrow. Let's go to bed. We're tired. Let's just get this done or whatever. So I pick up my youngest. He's asleep. And we start walking to the front of the line because that's the nearest exit. We're walking over all these kids that are asleep. Like, everyone is sleeping on the floor. This is like, if this, this is like, seriously, the resistance, right? No one has beds. No one has cots. <laughs> Everyone's sleeping in the road, and you're, like, stepping over people. I'm pretty sure I stepped on a couple people. But you're like, whatever, I'm leaving. So, super bad, super terrible. So, we get to the front of the line where the exit is, and we're starting to leave. And they're like, oh, sir, where are you going? I'm like, I'm just trying to cut in line. They're like, no, I'm looking for the exit because we're leaving. <laughs> and the guy hangs up his phone and says, we're just about to turn the ride back on. And I was like, F uh... everything. The F the car that I rode in on, the horse that <laughs> rode on top of it. So then we're like, all right, I guess we're leaving, even though it's going to start. And this lady was there. She's like, oh, you guys just stay. Stay here in line. It's fine. I was like, I no, I, I can't do that. I can't like. It's like, no, I can't, I can't cut in front of all these people that I just passed. She's like, oh, it's fine. They won't know. You waited in line like everyone else. Just stay up here. And I'm like, no, I can't. And my kids are like, Dad, let's stay. The lady's right. It's like, no, we're not going to stay. Right. And they're like, they start crying because we're not going to stay. And I'm like, oh, we're just not going to stay. So we leave. And I'm like, there's no way I could do this. I would never be able to face anybody. I would never be able to come back to the park again if I cut in front of all these people. It's just not what we do. It's not how the force works. It's not how the Jedi would do it. So we leave. And, you know, that was my experience. And luckily we got in the next day because I figured out how to metagame the queue. So that's what we did. That's fun, man. So what did your kids think of Star Wars? I was, I'm was i super excited to hear what they thought about it. What did they think? Oh, they loved it. Definitely uh, the whole, the whole land. Here. Oh. So my, they, my kids loved what? it. My, my kids really enjoyed the whole Star Wars experience. My youngest son had saved up a ton of money so that he could um, like buy a lightsaber and do that whole thing. And he, he like saved up the money by himself. So he said, hey, if you save up the money... Then you go for it. He did that. My other two kids are not very good at saving money at all. So they just got stuck <laughs> with the little things and that made them frustrated. But it's like, hey, you guys had the same chance. So they, they really enjoyed it. They had a really good time. It was, it was a really fun trip. It, it was a really fun trip because I didn't go with any other family members. So that probably made it uh, a better. So, Well, anyway. I mean, there are a few family members that you can go with. Fun. It's true. I, I, mean, I mean, they all could have gone with us at the same time, too. But I understand that it's not on. Uh, a lot of people have to work. And I just did not have to. So we were able to go. So that yeah. was my, that was that was part of the trip. Anyway, so. That's Gavin, good. I'm done with my Star Wars talk. If you want to talk about some other stuff, then let's do it. Or we can go to bed or whatever. No, that's fine. I think we can talk about other things later. So this is just a little example of things will go right i mean we've been doing this a little bit on shut up and respawn which is what we were doing before and then we're kind of combining them together yeah and i think it'll be a lot more fun for us to talk about things that we're actually passionate about and it'll make it so that you know what we're actually excited to do this so and there's a lot of games that we're going to talk about we've been playing a lot of games so we'll do that more so all right, everyone, thanks for hanging out with us. This has been a little bonus for the end of um, the Freelancer Codex podcast. It's me, Steve, Devin, and Mike. And until next time, we'll see you later. Later.
Yeah, we still can't hear it. There. Spider monkey. Spider monkey.